right, let's get it. My name is Taylor and you are listening to I Just Read This Book, the podcast. Olivia is here, back again. Hi. Yes. And so are our thoughts of the Dreamland Billionaire series by Lauren Asher. And here we go. We're ready. Yeah, go first. Olivia, you go first. Oh, what, what do you want me to say first? On the series as a whole. What are your thoughts? Just thoughts. I really like the series as a whole. And yeah. I, I started it way back when there was only one book. Mm. And, you know, it was one of those things where you, like, you just that? really couldn't. When it was just the fine print, like I had, I had read the fine print. And then really? I hadn't, ooh, like, I, like at the beginning of 2000. 22 2000 end of 2021 I can't remember exactly when it was published but I ended up reading it fairly quickly after it was published mm-hmm. let me grab it I have it right Did here you find it though I think it was just on Kindle Unlimited oh okay gotcha mm-hmm. yeah because when I first read it it was on Kindle throughout Kindle Unlimited I didn't buy the physical book I didn't actually buy all the physical books until after I read the second book and I decided to buy the physical copies and then I was dying in wait for when the third book came out. But overall, I think- Also an independent author and then um, got signed on to be traditionally published. So like her cover change, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And to be honest, I think I have two of the different covers Mm -hmm. from- I think that's, oh no, all three of my books match. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I have all the Bloom books, so I must have bought them after mm-hmm. she republished. Yeah. Anyway, I love them. They're yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. The covers are so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I love everything about them. I really like her as an author. Yeah. Um. I think, I, you remember I sent you something it was like have you read all the TikTok books and I read like three and you read like 11 and I was like excuse me and the fine print was on there so yeah I read the fine print honestly I think the fine print was like my least favorite I agree but in the fine print we are introduced to Declan who is god almighty which is all that He's matters. the best character in the whole series. Yeah. So let's just start with the fine print and work our way through. Um, okay. Th- in the fine print, we have Zara. Zara? Yes. And Rowan. Um, oh. Rowan is a weirdo. He's not a weirdo. He's just misunderstood. He just no. wants to draw. He just wants to be an artist and he's roped into the family business and it makes him very unhappy because he's a creative soul. With Zara, he's a weirdo. I'm not a fan of like the catfish turn fairy tale kind of relationships. I did find that a little odd. I felt like he could have just said, hey, I'll help you out with the drawing. Like, so many times. Not, I know a guy. So many times he could have been like, I'll try. Like he didn't have to say, I'll make it all that in a bag of chips. He could have just been like, let me look at it. I'll, I'll do something. Like. Yeah, just, like, I'll help you. Yeah, kept it chill, not like, 
like, ugh, I was like, please stop. You're annoying. And then to like prolong that interaction. Yes. So long. Yes. Like, and, like, tell her who you are. <laughs> literally. I like Zara. She was fun. She wrote a skateboard, loved that. But like, who in their right mind is like, oh thank you for helping me do you want some skittles i can come get you skittles let me know where you are let me la la, la. i was like bro reel it, it in you know i to be honest she's not my favorite mm -hmm. female main character i thought she was very immature mm -hmm. as a female character wasn't she like 23 yeah so super young and right. Like the idea of the family generational working for like this amusement park or like this fairy tale, it just kind of like, I don't know, it made me see her in a very like childlike mm -hmm. character. And I think that was hard for me to get out of like at the very end when you get to the part where they're like doing like a ribbon cutting ceremony in one of the epilogues somewhere and you're just like, you're adults. Like I didn't see that coming from you. <laughs> As a character, I just didn't see that for you being an adult because of how you portray yourself. Like, obviously the epilogue was like years later, but you know how you are with pregnancies. And like, I was just like, gag when she was like, I have a little surprise. Gag. Okay, but the pin, the pin was cute. Yeah. When she's like, it's like a little pin. Is that what she does? It's like, I've not, he's like, I've not, not noticed that pin before, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, I do agree, though. I'm not a big fan of, like, the, the pregnancy trope kind of at all. I don't mind the parent trope. If there's kids already, like, a single dad, single mom, like, already in the book. You're the pregnancy. one who turned me on to the pregnancy tro trope, and now it, like, ruins my life. Um, but, yeah. I, and, like... I want to preface the rest of this episode. We love Warren Asher. We love the Dreamland Billionaire series, but like, and there's always room for growth. And like, these are just oh, absolutely. I'm not coming at Lauren. Honestly, I'm just coming at these characters that I could never and will never meet, you know? Because they're fictional. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going in on fake people. Like literal <laughs> non-people and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I thought I thought they were a great couple to start with. Mm -hmm. You know, they it it gave a background to the entire like Dreamland operations and like the workings of the of the entire company kind of as a whole. And so I think that it kind of makes sense for them to be a little bit more immature because mm -hmm. I feel like they yeah, get a lot Rowan more mature in book two. Yeah, of the three boys, Rowan was the youngest. I don't know, maybe I have a youngest complex because I was like, ew, Rowan was not <laughs> it for me. Ugh. Well, and I feel like, so like Rowan's the most immature and I see that from him. Declan is obviously like, the father figure of the brothers. So he's much more mature, he's the but the, the emotional maturity of Cal in book three, I think like his character arc that we see throughout the entire series, I think is my favorite, even though Declan is my favorite of the brothers and his book is my favorite. I think Cal's character 
like development is probably my favorite throughout the entire series. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but the one thing I would say about Cal is that I loved him and Iris's friendship. Like he yes. was such a good friend. I did not see how Lauren could possibly like quote unquote dim his light, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the best. He's the best. Blah blah blah. Um so what I thought was interesting and fun and cool and different for me was that they worked for or on whatever, like a amusement park. You know, they had an amusement park legacy. Right. And I feel well, like usual like billionaires are like, um, well, not Wells Fargo. What is it? Like investment people yeah, or yeah. Street, or, I was gonna say yeah you got it you almost had it with Wells Fargo yeah. <laughs> so I honestly loved that like type difference in like all the billionaires of life I honestly love that and you like roller yeah, coasters, I, right I love roller coasters I it's been a minute I don't know if I like them so we'll find out in a couple weeks because Nick and I are going to go to Kings Island but yeah I really like that as like a background setting I guess I think my entire favorite part of the first book and I think it kind of sets up the other characters in their books is the moment where um oh Rowan they like take a tour of the park mm-hmm. and she's like no you have to do it from like an mm-hmm. actual like you can't just skip the line you have to be an actual patron and you actually have to see and speak with people because that's not something that we always get from billionaire yeah quote unquote romances yeah. because they normally don't they normally don't bend to the wishes of their like female character counterpart. Their like um, down to earth moment will be like going grocery shopping themselves. And I'm like, that's not the same. Right. Agreed. Like, that's like an everyday staple thing. It's like just... I'm not impressed by this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There was a lot of like jet setting though. I will say there was a lot of jet setting and like, just like oh I just hop on a plane like, not Matt. Zara still in the whole plane not Zara it wasn't Zara not Iris still in the whole plane <laughs> I mean it, so that was a little out of touch for me but I guess because it's billionaire you know I understand that they're like the plane will be ready on the, the tarmac in two hours like, so mm, it but me I was shocked that yeah Iris stole the plane and I didn't think that they didn't have another one <laughs> So, okay. In all of um, the fine print, there are two scenes that stood out to me, like that clutched me. Like I still think about this in my free time. Also, um, our dear Lauren is a heavy handed typist because I'm not a fan of 500 page books, but hey, they read really well. They read really fast. Which is what I yeah, can't, I agree. which is what I can accept, but I'm still was like, really, really, especially I think it was on the final offer. I was like, wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah, I think that is probably the thickest out of the the books as but, I look okay. at them. That's the thickest. Stood with me 
stuck with me in the fine print. And the first one was when Rowan set up a whole ass author event for Zara and then said she wasn't his girlfriend. Oh, it's so cringy. I was like backfriending him so freaking fast. Like, friends don't do that. Literally. <laughs> like, he didn't be like, oh, she's in town. He made this entire event for her. So was, uncomfortable. Because, like, the Laura, entire... The entire scene was like so romantic. Like as a reader, you read into that. Yes. And then all of a sudden you get hit with that fact that it's just like, eh, what just happened? It was going so well. Why did you do that? As Zara, I would have backhanded the fuck out of him. I was like, I would be like, you are mine now. I don't give a fuck what you think and all your past issues. Like you are mine. And Zara- I just thought that was established and, at that and point. It's just like, hee hee. Like- I thank you for this um, event that you planned, but the, uh-uh, we got to revisit that. Okay, that, so if that's the first one that stands out to you, what's the second one? Because I'm dying to know now. Angered me. The second one was when she was sick and at his place and like she went to the bathroom and collapsed and he cried with her in his arms on the bathroom floor. He was like, this is just like when my mama died. I never want to feel like this. <laughs> and I, I really, it, it, I was emotional. But I was also like, STFU, do not leave her. You leave her, I leave you. <laughs> because you know I'm also- I just like, felt like that scene playing out was just like, I don't know. That's one of those moments where it's like very undown. Like, what's the opposite of down to earth? Like, that was astronomically like, I get it. He's a billionaire, and she doesn't have like health insurance, and like going to the hospital. And I'm just like, why you gotta be so dramatic? Just, just, <laughs> just take her, get her to the hospital, quietly pay about your business, whatever it is. Like, it didn't need to be an entire drama filled scene. All these boys have such suppressed emotions. Like one daddy issues happens. One teeny tiny little thing happens and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, bro. Well, listen, the dramatics start all the time with their grandpa. I mean, look what, look what happened. The whole series is based on the fact that grandpa said, you will do this or you will get nothing. <laughs> I talk about grandpa after I say this. I also liked in the book how Zara was like trying to fight the patriarchy kind of like we don't have health insurance. We barely have holidays. We don't have time off, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that sounds so nice. If only that would happen, translate into real life because oh my effing God. <laughs> you already know my struggles with all of corporate America, but whatever. Um, but I did yes, like that and it kind of made me cry because I was like, I want that. Anyway, um, Grandpa Braddy Kane, Bradley Kane is nasty. He's an icky ass individual. Mainly, not so much for the fine print because all, um, what's his name? All Rowan had to do was like draw. <laughs> 
All he had to do was t take on a project at the park and then get the board to vote his shares to him. Like, we're so impressed with your project. We vote to keep you, blah, 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 and you get your shares. That is all Easy peasy. Yeah, sure. Bet. I would have got it. But Declan had, I think it was mainly Declan where I was like, Bleh. Declan had to marry someone and have, and have a baby. Like marry someone for a year and have a baby. Like, ew. That's a weird ass clause. <laughs> it is, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna defend it for one second. Okay. It was clear to everyone but Declan that him and and Iris, I guess I should say, that they were perfect for each other. They spent holidays together, nights, weekends, you name it. I mean, she was his assistant, and yes, he basically worked her like a dog for an undisclosed amount of time but everybody around them was like mm -hmm. no there's a natural thing I love that so I feel like but did that was know that I forget I don't think he I don't think it's said in the book but if what it was clear to every other character then grandpa had an inkling that this would be the match. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think Grandpa knew, which makes him nasty. But yes, in the fine print, when Iris and Declan and Rowan and Cal were all together, I was just like, uh, uh, it's like it's a I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. It was because they say something like, that poor girl, like, give her the night off or, like, the weekend off or something. Yeah. Like, and then she, like, puts him in his place. I'm like, oh! Yes. Please let the next one about them. <laughs> Iris and Declan, Iris and Declan. How many stars did you give the fine print? Um, I'm pretty sure I gave it five stars. I, gave I think I gave every, I think I gave every book in this series. <laughs> I gave it four. <laughs> Like I said, it's an easy read. It is over like 400 pages. Um, Rowan was not my favorite, but like, you know, like the characters, it's it's good to, it's a good read, like whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, I gave all three of them five stars when I reread them in February. Oh my goodness. Tell me why Em was like, oh, I just reread The Spanish Love Deception. And I'm like, reread? I don't have time to reread things. We, her and I have like comfort books and comfort chapters that like after a certain amount of time has passed or you read so much of a certain genre or a certain type that you just need to go back to something that just makes you feel good. And yeah. The Spanish Love Deception just makes us feel it's such a comforting read. That like, Aaron Blackford just gets better. That's all I have to say. What? The movie better be as comforting. That's all I have to say. Oh, no, I just, and to be honest, I just like don't even need it to be a movie. I feel like the best character for the main character, what was the main character's name? Lena. Lena is Alexa Vega, the girl from Spy Kids. 
can see it. I feel like she's the best. There's no one else who needs to be considered. Sorry, not sorry. But anyway, for the fine print, I wrote four stars, tr trigger warning, suicidal thoughts, homegirl on a skateboard, and a slow burn equals hell yes. <laughs> I wrote down in my journal oh. for February. <laughs> Let's see. Don't, don't awe me because I stopped journaling in like March. So... <laughs> It, it, I had high hopes. Yeah. Um, it says, fine print, reread, five stars. Please take me to dreamland. That's oh. all it says. <laughs> okay. What else do you have about the fine print? Um, I just know that it had the text talking in it. And I know that you love that mm -hmm. in books. Mm -hmm. Like when people have like email chains and like text yes, chains. I do. That type of banter. And so I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that. That's my final. That's my final thought on that one. All right. And then we have terms and ooh, terms and conditions with Deck oh. and Iris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the love of my life. If it wasn't for Atlas Corrigan, me and Declan would be. Yes. I just I love him so much. I think the best part about him is that when you get like a quiet, broody, mm -hmm. dominating male character, if you will, they normally have some like weird backstory that just is not really believable. Um, especially like I read dark romance books and things like that, like Mafia Mob, and you're like, oh, it was like abused as a child or his dad is unloving. But, like, Declan's little quirks with, like, his mom and the words and, like, his Oh, quiet. my God. Like, that was really believable. Like, mm -hmm. I can picture a small young boy who is shy mm -hmm. and having just, like, this one-off connection with only his mom through, like, words. Like, his mom just found this one strategy that worked, and that basically is his entire personality. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's real. I feel like that could really develop as a real person. So like, I think that's my favorite part about him. I'm pretty sure Declan was the only one, like when the boys were like crying about their mom, Declan was the only one because like, I'm guessing because they had their own language. Like when he would bring up his mom, like, oh my gosh, my poor little heart in a puddle. I know. Mm -hmm. Literally broke my heart. Mm -hmm. so and Declan and did Iris, you read what did you read the physical copy of the books yes they that the physical copies have these beautiful like chapter header pages with like the black mm -hmm. I don't know if like the copy that you read had them I, no, I have the same book just, as you um but I would, Declan and Iris's, I would not have read it like, if <laughs> You would not have read it if problems of Zoom people. I would not have read it if it was those stupid model men on the cover. I hate. I hate. Them. Okay, <laughs> I recently bought books from another author who's an independent author, and a few of her newer books have men on the cover. But and I bought them, and I love the books. But she recently did like special editions with like 
an alternate cover. <laughs> I'm honestly mad <laughs> I don't have them <laughs> because I would trade them in in a heartbeat. Oh my but God. I agree. I don't like grown men on covers. It's very like 90, 80s, 90s romance novel, Fabio, even though these men are good looking. I'm not, I don't like it. You say they are good looking? Yeah, I mean, they're like decent looking. Yeah, I agree. Like if I saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, oh, okay. But like seeing him on a book. It's weird. It's like a weird photo shoot. It's like, obviously the people won't see, but like we can see each other, but they're like. <laughs> Agreed. And I'm like, it's, just, like, it's such an awkward headshot. Yeah. Um, LOL. Who was it? SJ Tilly. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about with my one books. Them books I love are them. terrifying. Wait, which one? Um, oh, the, the hockey series. The yes, they're terrifying. He like has no shirt on and just holding a pair of mittens. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, but for the record, those ones do come in alternate covers. And I'm pretty sure M has the alternate covers because they originally I don't think had the men on them I don't know if I'm getting that backwards because when M had originally bought those books hers came with like the discreet covers I guess you could call them and then she wanted to buy me a set for Christmas and she was like I'm not buying it because the only ones they have is the one with the men's on them or something like that or like yeah. they weren't signed I can't remember the exact details but I feel like that switch happened from discrete to the men when mm. normally I feel like it's the other way mm. around. Like normally authors start with a man cover. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, we're going to change it. So long story short, I don't know when I'll read that hockey series because right now all they have is, I can't, I just can't. There's um, potentially a fourth, I can't remember which series. It might be the hockey it might be the sleep series there's potentially getting a fourth one and that's another reason why I can't start it because I like to start a series that is finished I know you know I wish I could be you but then I would never get through all of these books that the people our fans that are listening to this can't see behind me <laughs> the fans stop okay sorry we like one I cut you off then we went off on a tangent what were you saying about Declan and Iris I was saying their book has my favorite chapter headings. Like, oh, yeah. Declan has his, it's like a little suit line drawing and Iris's is like this beautiful, like, yes. wedding. it's like a ball gown. So it's like the wedding. I just, I love that. And I think that that is just so creative and that some authors just don't do enough mm -hmm. of like stuff like that in their book. And I really enjoy that. And I'm, I don't know if that was just like a, we're doing that for the Bloom publisher yeah, I or if it's in the like original published, yeah. but each, each book in the series, all the chapter title pages mm -hmm. have like the black mm -hmm. background with like the line drawings in them. I could and read I just a whole book, black gosh. paper and white ink. I love it. I love when, I just love that. Mm hmm I think it's so classy and it's a nice way to like break up the chapters yeah. but, but you know the chapters didn't have chapter titles right they were just like 36 37 and I do love a good chapter title 
Chapter titles are hard. I know. As a writer, they're hard. I know. I just, as a reader, I... Yeah. I mean, yes. I feel like it's a lost, it's like a lost art. As a reader, I sense. love chapter titles, but as a writer, don't be expecting no chapter titles from me. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a pass on the chapter titles. Maybe one day, but not today. Um, so the cart, the cartoon Declan person, like it's so minimal, but homeboy has one foot and it stresses me. <laughs> you know what? Now that you say that, I see it. And I don't think I saw it before you said that. And now I kind of want to uninvite you to our holiday celebrations because you just ruined that for me. I could, I was just like, where's this foot? Where's this <laughs> I cannot believe... <laughs> I can't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like put these books back up on the shelf and never look at them again. You could honestly draw a foot. <laughs> <laughs> on every chapter? On Declan's every chapter? I. <sighs> on your next reread, just insert a little foot. <laughs> <laughs> I've already read this series two, three times, two times, three times. Nuts. So I used to reread a lot too, but a friend of mine was like, you're not going to read all the books you want to read if you keep rereading. So I don't reread as much. I agree. Says the 55 unread books on my shelf God. and the four more that are pre-ordered to come in the next month. Right. Um, okay. At least five because I have yours on pre-order. So... Declan and Iris. Declan is the oldest brother. He's like almost the CEO, right? Yes, like he his he needs to be the CEO after he completes his like task for his inheritance. So, yeah, he has to to wait. Does he need to be CEO? He had to become CEO, get married and have a child for his inheritance? No, I think for him to like assume the role of CEO, he had to he had, he had to be married and like expecting a child Ugh. for him to become the CEO. So gross, Grandpa. But Iris is his assistant of I think three years, two to three years, and Declan pays her a buttload. Yeah, he does. Where can I get that kind of job? Bro, I want a buttload. And I have always been like an admin assistant type person. I'm an executive assistant right now. And in no way, shape or form, and no, like the math ain't mathing. And like what pains me with like people who, executives, let's say, is that they would crumble. <laughs> without their assistant, without their admin. Like in, in books, in the book's defense though. Okay. In the book's defense, I really enjoy, cause you bring this up. So just like I'm piggybacking off of. Yeah. It really warms my heart when I don't remember the specifics around it. So I'm probably going to misquote these, this entire scene or this series right. when Iris is either sick or something's happened or something happened to her hand. I can't remember. And she can't do her job mm -hmm. and Cal comes and like helps her. Mm -hmm. 
and he like answers phones and like types and like he's like I'm gonna do this job while Iris can't like mm-hmm. I love that that down to earth yes <laughs> I I'm just that's, I love that yes it's, I just don't believe that assistant secretaries, receptionists, whatever the hell you want to call them, gets their due diligence. Like, we oh. hardly get a thank you. We definitely don't get paid enough. Declan's dumbass didn't even know what, how to refill the copier. <laughs> yes, I agree. And, but I also think that he was on the flip side of that, like, executive behavior mm-hmm. how stupid is it that he changed the entire company policy on like email etiquette and like fonts used and stuff because iris was too proud to tell everybody about her dyslexia mm-hmm. but he's like i knew like i knew this whole time like why do you think we implemented those changes and i'm like oh he no loved, he loved that. her so much i also I knew when she was like, oh, no, I didn't get the job. I knew Declan, like, ruined it for her. Like, I'm not dumb. Of course he did. Yeah. He's way too powerful to not have. Right. But, okay, I'm about to get back on my soapbox of being an admin. (laughs) Okay, back on your soapbox. The moral of the story is that we just don't get paid enough. Like, Declan didn't know how to put paper in a cop in a copier my boss doesn't know how to print excel he barely knows how to work a usb and i'm just like hmm so in my unpopular opinion on site and this is also like i don't know you know about what's happening with the submarine and stuff right yeah and us poor people it's kind of hard to miss because it's literally everywhere it's in the serious news and it's on like the funny side of like tiktok and instagram yeah and so like either way it's very sad or very funny i just there's no escaping it well like us poor people like the poor people on instagram and tiktok are like making fun of them because like you're rich and this is how you want to spend your money instead of like giving so-and-so health insurance or time off or this that and the other and it just pains me rich people pain me it makes me so upset um but yes what i'm trying to say is moral of the story in my unpopular opinion and feel free to correct me if it's more if it's less fuck off um in my unpopular opinion i believe that like admin secretaries receptionists whatever the hell you want to call us deserve at least straight out of college um signing on the dotted line at least 50k oh i can see that but i mean you're also talking to somebody who's a public school teacher so you know i i work with plenty of administrative like assistants like secretaries and like the office runs because of them so like i see it daily i see what they do i see what they do behind the scenes and i see how they're meeting our needs absolutely and on the other side of that it's almost like the class of people i don't want to say class because that's not the right word it's almost like that certain subset of people in subservient roles such as administrative assistants, um, public educators, um, instructional assistants, um, even like dental hygienist assistants, things like that. When you're in that subservient role where you are the server of providing the service, I mean, we know that those jobs are, they're underpaid, understaffed, undervalued, underappreciated. Basically, if you get a day or a week in the year with appreciation week or appreciation day, 
you don't get paid enough. Mm-hmm. We don't have, you know, billionaire tax accountant mm-hmm. appreciation day. <laughs> you know, we don't need it. it. There's a boss's day, but it's not like a specific, like there are specific like administrative assistant days yes. or like nurses appreciation week. Right. Okay. I'm with you, you know, so it's like that one tier down of like subservient workers. Mm-hmm. Like you've got doctors and you got that one tier down to nurses and it's like nurses take the brunt. Mm. Like they're severely underpaid or you have like in nurses paid admins in schools. Yeah, paid admins in schools and then you have teachers and teachers take a lot of brunt mm-hmm. of like that community. And you've got like your CEOs, your bosses, and then right underneath them, you got their administrative assistants who do all the behind the scenes with none of the accolades. Dude, I'm not even trying to make half of what he makes in a year, but bro, bro. Anyway, so yes, you're a teacher, Nick's a teacher. I'm, I will, no, no, that is not my bag. And I accept that for myself. Um, <laughs> in my unpopular opinion, and you may correct me if I am wrong, straight out of college, sign on the dotted line, I believe that public school teachers should make at least 60K. Well, and it's so funny because anytime you look at jobs like nurses, administrative assistants, teachers, and you look at annual, average annual salary, it's always like the average teacher in the state of Indiana makes like 60 to $63,000 a year. Well, that's such a skewed number because so many of the teachers are up into the upper tiers of what they could be making in the state because they've been teaching for 20 years. But the teachers that are coming into that profession are making $20,000 a year less than that. And there's just not as many of them because nobody wants to go into a job. We don't really make that much money. Not 60K after 30, 20 years. 60k right right after graduation agreed yeah so it just pains me like um billionaire the that trope really grinds my gears sometimes like it's it can be fun hee hee ha ha but then I'm like bro I'm struggling to buy a soda pop well and specifically with Declan like going back to like his through he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't always rub me as like the out of touch billionaire. Um, he threw so much money at Iris and I, like, she was like, no, bitch, take the damn money. But I get it. I was just like, can you stop? Like he kept, kept, kept. And that's not the problem we shall say, but that's like the thing with Lauren's books is that they're so long. So the same things keep happening. And, you know, you're just like, that's how I got annoyed because he kept throwing money at Iris and she's like, no. And I was like, then send it my way, fuck. Well, and it just felt like the only parts that really like hit me where I'm like, oh yeah, Declan is, a billionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> is like the I don't want to say the ending scene because I don't think it's the end but like the scene where he proposes mm-hmm. and it's like 
he's wearing the Tom Ford suit in a rain in a rainstorm and like swoons my heart <laughs> like totally anybody like that was like a dream of hers and like well it wasn't a dream of hers it was like the story she made Ooh. up yeah that, yeah potato potato and I just I love that I love that he was like I could do that mm-hmm. um but like no no billionaire like to be like if you know fashion like how expensive Tom Ford suits are mm-hmm. and to just like be standing in the rain and you're like only billionaires mm. only billionaires could buy something and have something so casually and be like it's fine I'll just ruin it in a rainstorm it's not a big deal the only thing I remembered was the dog and I was so happy I love that entire like series of chapters where he was like looking for a dog and brought the dog and like the dog like he was like trying to train the dog I loved every part of that so like I'm looking online right now and like these Tom Ford suits are going for like six to nine thousand dollars a piece. A suit? Like a, a specific like Tom Ford suit. Bitch, I don't either way it's a suit. It's pants and a jacket. So to, so that's that's where some of the billionaire stuff like hits me where like yes that was very romantic and I'm like oh my gosh you're you're wearing like a six thousand nine thousand dollars suit just in a rainstorm just very casually and you just randomly bought a minivan that that's all these different shelters and found this lovable dog that needs a home that the suit did not phase me at all because I don't know any I think like I just don't know that's not my bag I'm not like oh like I wouldn't know um so well now you know so anytime a Tom Ford suit gets mentioned just know he's got money especially if he's ruining it in a rainstorm and I'm sad again um Cal or no sorry Declan had a driver named Harrison I need a driver because I hate driving I would love that for me so speaking of Harrison uh-huh. Do you mind if I piggyback off you really quick? Because um, I forgot to mention it when we were talking about the fine print. But every single one of these books had a side character that just hit. Like, that was just, like, a perfect complimentary side character to, like, the main couple. So, like, in the fine print, her sister Annie. Oh, her sister. Like, that, that was such a good yeah. side character. Like... I- he moved the plot forward she helped humanize the characters she was adorable i like i just love together they were cute and and then in terms and conditions you've got harrison the driver Mm -hmm. who just kind of like eggs on declan and like it's always kind of like bantering with him but you also have iris's nana Who's like, oh, like that handsome boy. Oh my God. <laughs> like, just, her like the side characters good. just track for me. Yes. Her family was so great and so funny. Um, now you got me all woohoo about that girl's sister, Zara's sister. But I also liked her best friend. I would have loved like a little lesbian novella of her best friend. Wasn't she a lesbian? I don't remember. I think I was just too wooed by her sister um, and her sister's boyfriend. I just, 
I just I loved that. I'm so, I just loved it. They were so cool. Everything to me. Like I would like their book. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> Someone on Goodreads, they were I read a um review that I didn't mean to, but it caught my eye, blah blah blah. But they're like <laughs> two stars because Iris threw her head back and laughed too much. <laughs> they should not be friends with us then. <laughs> as you people cannot see you right now as you throw your head back and like it was like glass shattering because every time I saw her head going back laughing I just like laughed because I was like damn she do be doing (laughs) she does that she does do that a lot (laughs) but you know what I do that a lot so I just I can't even be mad about that because that's such a human character or like a human characteristic I feel like that I can't even be mad I feel like she could have just done it a couple times and then we just would have known that that's how Iris laughs I don't know if she needed to do it every time she laughed but like whatever it didn't phase me it just made me laugh because like I read the review and I was like calm down it's not that deep and yep she just breaking her neck all over the place (laughs) uh what was your okay obviously my favorite all-time favorite scene is the actual proposal and just how sweet that was Mm. so if I take that off the table what was your favorite scene or do you have a favorite scene bro terms and conditions is like highlighted all up and down because Declan good god but I think I don't know if this is my favorite scene. This is just what popped into my head when you said it. But when she was like, I forget, they were arguing and she's like, you don't deserve 10 minutes of my time. And he was like, how about 10 words? And he was like, I'm falling in love with you, Iris, so-and-so, so-and-so. And I was like, Elizabeth Kane. <laughs> I died. Or I was hoping you would say that one. Or, or, hold please. Or when... He was like, you can't leave me. And she was like, I can't because I'm your wife. And he was like, even if you weren't. I was like. (laughs) Which is so funny to me because in any other book, you would have hated that. You'd have been like, I don't bow to no man. That man, he would be on his knees right now. Dead ass. Dead ass ass wrote in my book. I said, good God. Actually, like bookmarked a page in my book specifically for this conversation because I think it's my favorite part of the entire book is when and I love when this happens in any book they're going on their honeymoon their quote-unquote honeymoon you're so far that's it's that whole dynamic with the like conference call that made me mad horrible But, but but they get on the plane and the flight attendant's like flirting with Declan and she realizes that um, Iris is wearing like a wedding ring and things like that. And she's like, you're married. And he's like ignoring her. He's like, just get my wife, whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And it's very uncomfortable. And <laughs> the flight attendant says, of course, right away, sir. And she rushes to the back of the private jet. <laughs> and then Iris goes, right away, sir. I echo with her enthusiasm and roll my eyes. Like that's I just love that. Yeah. It's just like a small like two liner in the middle of like an almost five hundred page book, mm-hmm. and that kind of quick wit 
just, are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> like, yes, I, I am enjoying myself. I loved every second of that. I would also like to point out that there, is it like a, okay, it's either a 12-year or an eight-year age gap. Yeah, I feel like there is a slight age gap, but I don't remember how much of an age gap it is. Oh, it's much, because he's 36, I think, I think, and she's like 24, and I was like, okay, and like, whatever, it worked very, 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 very well. I'm just not a fan of age gaps. That's just me as a person. Well, and I also love Declan and Iris's book because there's scenes later on in the book where he talks about like wanting to wake up and watch an F1 race, mm-hmm. which is like Formula One racing. And my husband and I like Formula One and we watch Formula One races. So that always like gets me because I'm like, oh, this character's just like me because I like to watch these races. Yeah. But like he always watches them alone and then all of a sudden Iris is like, we're gonna invite everybody over to like watch the race and they have like a watch party, like dream of mine. But his favorite driver is like my favorite F1 driver because Oh, that was a the, real person? They're not real people, but it's her other series. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she has the she has the throttled series which is four books about F1 drivers. Mm-hmm. And so for him to like sit down and watch races, since I've, I read, I read Throttled after I read The Fine Print and I was waiting on the other books mm-hmm. to be published, I believe. Mm-hmm. And like, those are also on Kinemon Unlimited. And so like, I read through those and I'm like, oh, like, I totally, I love that. I love that there was like a small bit of interconnectedness yeah. that like, makes my heart happy yeah. also oh, so good. like oh Declan doesn't seem like a billionaire his house was like black made of <laughs> stone okay I would love that true but you could not afford it my darling and you're right also, I can't afford it and also there were like no mementos anywhere which I just feel like is a typical billionaire bachelor bro but I also think that's like very male across the board bachelor or not or billionaire or not like I feel like my house being a home and like I'm the one that puts up all the personal photo touches and like what Nick brought to our apartment is like sports (laughs) and your husband bought him a freaking painting of a sports player but like Declan didn't even have that, you know. Broody males, man. Min- they, he takes minimalism to a maximum. Yeah, to a maximum. Okay, you see what I did there. I did. So he's the best. Declan and Iris, because it's a romance, they had to break up, and I really—I hate third act breakups. Well, I just hated their breakup period because grant yes i get it she he said some very mean thing but i did not think like we said earlier i did not think not she kill the entire plane i thought she would have just went home found herself <laughs> went back to the hotel find herself another room homegirl stole the plane and then hit out at his brother's house like i just feel like she didn't try hard i just feel like that was a very obvious place to look literally and then she's like, I just, I just don't know, Declan. I just don't know. And I'm like, boring. Third act breakups give me such anxiety. Like I'm currently reading a book right now that I'm 70, like 72% in. 
and the characters are very happy. Like they just got together, but something has ha something happened like 10 pages before this that happened before they were together that I know is going to come back to bite them. And I just, I know it's going to be the cause of the third act breakup. And I'm just, I don't, I'm kind of slumped on it right now because I know it's going to happen. Their breakup was just like, that's how you knew it was like marriage of convenience because she's like, is this even real? And he's like, it is. And she's like, how? And then we had to do like 200 pages of that back and forth. And I was like, girl, if you don't expect, like accept him <laughs> because he is all that in a bag of chips, like, please stop. You can't get any better. I will take him. Darling. Oh, I will take him. Oh, I will take your grumpy billionaire. Do not try to play yourself that you could do better or whatever because you can't. You haven't. Whatever. Um. So you gave terms and conditions five stars. I gave it four point five stars. What does your little journal say? My journal says, <laughs> um, five stars. Reread. Declan, please propose to me in the middle of a rainstorm in a Tom Ford suit. <laughs> He nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> My 4.5 stars, trigger warning, domestic abuse, and then in all caps. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote literal nothing. I wrote nothing about any of the trigger warnings in my little journal. Not one, not one. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. I feel like I was taken aback by this one. I don't know why, but I was like, good God, can I get some warnings on this bitch? <laughs> okay, final terms and conditions, words. Favorite characters in the entire series. Nope, that's not, not my favorite. favorite. Not my favorite book of the series, but my favorite characters of the series. Okay. Declan is it instead of Dreamland Billionaire series, it should be called the Declan Kane series with <laughs> like I agree. I think Declan is like top, top tier for me. I, but final offer, Cal's book is my favorite of the entire I series. I loved Declan's book so much that I wish it was the last book because when I read Final Offer, I was just like two out of ten enthralled like I liked the book blah 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 but like I just like I tore through terms and conditions but like um final offer I was just like oh, okay <laughs> well if it makes you like I was looking at my so like I'm trying to stay I'm trying to get away from goodreads I know <gasps> shock <laughs> um I don't know I just I've been using Storygraph mm -hmm. this year Mm -hmm. And I really just like the features that Storygraph offers me with like, it's so much easier to use like the start and end dates and like adding reviews. The fact that I can shelve a book is like, do not read and like I can track like how far and like I read 32% of this book when I decided to like DNF it. And like, just like the stuff that it like, gives me like I like all the graphs that I get and data I do have a story graph story graph but like it's just not user for Tay but now you make me want to use it and whatever I can suck it up especially since it's a black owned business what the fuck am I doing giving to the white man when I hate them the most 
Um, but well, I and it has it has all the same features. Like I can have like a to be read shelf. Does it connect to your Kindle though? Um, I think I I think there's a feature where you can connect it, and I'm pretty sure you can upload all of your stuff. You can import all your stuff that you already have on Goodreads into it. Okay. Like there's an import feature. But like when I say that I devoured this series, so like you you've said how bit like how thick, like final offers a thick boy. He's mm-hmm. a big book. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did my reread of this in February, I started I finished the fine print on February first. Mm-hmm. I finished terms and conditions on February fourth, and I finished the final offer on February fifth. How did you do that with school? You stay up late? A must, I must have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I devoured, I read the final offer in one day. Right. Okay, riddle me this. Should I buy the Throttled series? To, if I'm being honest, I want to own it. I, I don't have it because I read it on Kindle Unlimited, mm-hmm. but that's one of the books that I would, or series that I would love to own on my my real estate of shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, for the life of me right now, can't decide that I wanna pay like $12, $13 a book or $16 a book for a four book series. Mm-hmm. When I've read it, I've loved it. And if I really do okay. wanna reread it, I can read it on Kindle Unlimited. I'm really trying to be better about the books. Mm-hmm. I, I want to read Lauren's catalog, but I didn't know if I was gonna get it from the library or buy it. So. Mm-hmm. You didn't sell me, honestly, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I love the Thrall series. Um, you and I have a mutual friend, Liz, yeah. mm-hmm. and I got her to read the first book because oh, Liz, is, yeah. Liz is a huge F1 fan as well, like loves racing. So I was like, if you love that, then you've got to read these books. And I was like, they're a little bit spicy. And she was like, that's fine. <laughs> so she... I think she started reading it. I don't think she ever texted me after she finished it or if she finished it yet. But she she like posted something to me on Instagram that was like starting this based on like Liv's recommendation. I was like, tell me what you think about it. It's so good. Hmm. We'll see. I'm not convinced, but we shall see. If I like come into a thousand dollars, then sure. Um, all right. We're gonna if I come into a thousand dollars, I'll buy them for you. <laughs> Um, I was talking to, oh, I was talking to my friend Tina. I was like, if you won the lottery, would you give me some? She said, yes. I thought that was so sweet. I have you money. I get your book published. Okay. I won the lottery. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like you think about other people when you win the lottery or pretend. I got to pay off my student loans first and get some of that taken care of. And then, yes, then I'm divvying it out. Okay. We're going on paid vacations. (laughs) Final offer, we have Alana Cal oh. and Cammy, Alana's daughter. Oh my gosh, she's my actually, favorite. She's so sweet, which is actually she, she's the sister's daughter because the sister is an addict. Um, I want to get side amazing. character. Yeah. She's the side character that, that tracks in this book. Right. Yeah, no, she was great. And she was so smart, which I loved. A, a smart five-year-old, I love. But yeah, major, major, major tw- Twig, twigger <laughs> trigger warning 
with like alcoholism and addiction in the final offer just to let everyone know um do you want to take it away since it's your favorite go ahead honestly speaking of that trigger warning i thought that his addiction was very well portrayed like a very sensitive like it could have been done really poorly and I really liked the way that she did it I felt like it was like I know this book is long but I feel like some of those longer parts that explain that that like show that were really well done and it was like necessary to have that be it was written really well in empathy because I feel like usually it's like very dark and like there's not a lot of empathy involved but I feel like she um wrote with empathy which was really great um so yeah Kyle has an addiction um he left he left Alana at Lake Wisteria I don't know why but a lot of do you together this speaking of Lake Wisteria it's getting the the care the what's his name I don't remember the name of the character in the final offer but the guy that like tries to buy the house okay ew he was annoying I didn't like him I think he's getting I think the Lake Wisteria is going to be the next series ew and like I think okay well she got some pinning to do because I did not like him Cal left Alana in Lake Wisteria and here we are with meddling Grandpa Brad again. He wants him to sell their lake house that Alana and Cammy are living in. Um, yeah, Cal left Alana because he was an addict and he thought it was doing her a favor, but she loved him too much and she loved him still. She loves him still. Listen, I just, I love everything about them. Mm-hmm. I love when Cal finds out that like Lana has a kid and I quote like that scene where he's like you can the way she wrote the wheels in his head turning like doing math is if like is this (laughs) is this my child (laughs) that that threw me it sent me through the roof I loved every second of that and then he like cusses and she's like give me money for my swear jar and he's like all I have is a hundred dollar bill and she's like that's fine (laughs) and then that was the preface like later on in the book Rowan or Declan like cusses and she's like yeah. that'll be a hundred dollars and yeah. he's like a hundred dollars and he's like she's uh-huh. a smart she's a smart I girl she was like he was like well she doesn't know how to count and she was like um Cammie what's five times a hundred and she was like five hundred I just love her so Um, Yeah, Cal left Alana in this small little town and he came back because he had to sell the house and like the entire town, the entire town hated him. And I found that to be a bit aggressive. I think I agree. I feel like. Yeah, well, like I understand like the people at the diner per se, because they're like close with Alana but like, well, I guess like, like he could barely get his 
car fixed because he's like, we don't want your service here. And I'm like, that's a lie. Not a single car operator or mechanic in life would never turn away a service. And okay, also I want to preface this that I feel some type of way personally because in the book that I wrote when I gave it to my friend Azaria to like edit, she was like, people don't all look at one person. And I'm like, well, they did in the final offer, whatever. So I just feel some type of way. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I, I agree. It was, it was just like an odd, especially because he like hasn't been back. Right. Like it's, it was like a mystery why he left. Like he just left. It wasn't like a big to do, like he screwed up big time and like something happened to the town and like, and I feel like this one girl, Alana, just like didn't change out of a hoodie for like two weeks. And I'm, I'm just, and it's been six years. Like, yeah, that's just me. Yeah. So I agree. It, the the entire town being against him, like them, her being like, well, you have to win everybody over kind of thing, mm-hmm. like to fit in here, basically. Like we can't build a life here because everybody hates you. Like, I don't, I don't think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody would know that business that personally. Yeah. Like that's not something you learn in church every Sunday, you know? Like it's like a hating cow service today. Yeah, I guess, whatever. <laughs> For the past six years, we hate on him Literally, once a week. They, like someone new moves into town and they're like, all right, but let me tell you about this guy, cow. Like, no. <laughs> so I think, can we, can, can I call him cowl because yeah. I love that Cammy calls him yeah. Cowl in the yeah. book, and like I can't unsee it. Like even I see Cal, I'm always like, he's Cowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alana has a dream of opening up her own bakery, and we love that for her. We love an ambitious girly. Um, however, she was like making. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sick of it. I'm sick. She was like making cupcakes or something, and. Um, <gasps> I like that scene. <laughs> I am not a fan of sucking <laughs> on a finger. Okay, listen. I, I think you're. I think when I read it, I read it as like a cutesy, like not like I love that. I see you shaking your head, and the people listening to this can't see it. I and I feel the disappointment. <laughs> I um, loved it. Olivia and I are always trying to get our mans to say like the great words that they the boys say in the book. And yeah, that will not be a thing I ever need Nick to reenact. <laughs> um that I don't even remember this specific conversation I had with Brett. And I I, I think I said something and I was like well, would you say that or would you do that? And like he mockingly said it to me and I just like giggled with uncomfortable like feelings. I was like, never do that again. (laughs) Why it works in books, but not in real life. Because like, obviously when I said about Declan where he was like, you won't leave me even if you could. (laughs) Yeah, you would, he would not have teeth left. 
I mean, shut the fuck up. Like, who the hell do you think you're talking to? Um, so yeah, I don't know how that's a thing. So yeah, moral of the story, I am not a fan of sucking of fingers. I don't care how cute you try to make it. And Olivia is, and that's fine. You make it. You're making it seem like I have like a fetish. Like yes. I just thought it was this really cute scene. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. The moral of the story is that it is fine. Okay, if you say so. Um, so yeah, we need a novella for Zara's sister. And in my unpopular opinion, Zara's best friend, because I just thought she was so cute and cool and she was awesome um also for Alana's sister but I don't think it would go as well as it went for Cal I agree mm -hmm. like her book would be dark yeah I could see her being wheels are turning in my head right now I could see her being a prostitute not that that's a bad thing. It's just something that she has to do to survive, whatever. Um, and like thinking that she's in love with her pimp. I don't know if they're still pimps. Um, <laughs> like, not, I don't know. But it starts in some of the dark romance books that I read. There are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it starts with her being a prostitute. I don't know where it goes from there, but it starts with her being a prostitute. Well, in this, in the final offer, we got a little bit more of like that text conversation that you love so much. Mm -hmm. And I would just love it to be known that for somebody who has not like read the book or read it recently, that there is a like sibling group chat. <laughs> and I just feel like very realistic about this. It's like the husbands and wives and then Cal. <laughs> so it's like Ronan, Zara, Declan and Iris in cow yeah. in a group chat yeah. and I just like I, I tabbed it so I could like reference it because you know how when you text somebody and they're like names like on the bubble mm -hmm. and <laughs> cow has Declan saved in his phone as Dicklin <laughs> <laughs> like D-I-C-K slash L-A-N I and I just loved I love that and I really think that Lauren did really well with the dynamic of the brothers. I agree because it starts out with like, I need a favor. And Iris is immediately like, what favor? And he's like, ignore that. I meant to text Rowan because he accidentally texted the family group chat. Mm -hmm. And Declan's like, at least you're talking to one of us. <laughs> and he's like, who got added to the group chat and why? I loved their group chat. I loved their entire family dynamic because it was it was really real to me. Like one of these text messages is just Declan sending three dots, just an ellipsis. That's it. Like totally on brand. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just I love it. I want to know. I want to know when, so oh, one of the things I loved about Cal, besides his friendship with Iris, is that he had a cat. I agree. I feel like that made him, like, human. Yeah. Like, I like when there's, like, 
things and things in books, especially like billionaires, where it like it brings them like down to earth. Like mm-hmm. he has a pet to take care of. He's not just like off jet setting and like doing all these things. Like he's got like types of responsibilities. Yeah. You no, know, just like every day. Like I gotta feed my cat. I gotta have somebody take care of my cat. Right. Um, tell me, when did you know that the act of declawing cats was inhumane? I feel like I've always known that. I'm, I'm it was out like, yeah, like a true. major part of like their like, yeah, pause. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never knew that. I thought they just like get their nails trimmed. <laughs> I know a lot of people that just trim like mm-hmm. some of my friends that have cats they're not declawed mm-hmm. and they just like they take them and they go to the vet and I guess like they press their little toe beans out and they like clip them and file them yeah I thought that's what that was but like obviously I'm a cat mom and Nick came with two cats and they, they were just clawing on shit and I was like let's I was like um we should get declawed you should have saw Nick. He was like, what? Not my babies. And like, he just got so sad. I think he thought I was a crazy, evil person. He's like, who did I fall in love with? Because I didn't know that it was a horrible thing to do to cats. And I was like, what? Like, I just want my couch to stay intact. <laughs> and he told me what that entails. And I was like, oh, fuck. I am so sorry. Never mind. Like, I'm so sorry for triggering you. I did not know. I'm not a cat mom. Right. I had, I had a lot to learn. Um, so Cal was, like, addicted to alcohol and oxy. Um, but obviously, a- addiction is very real in the world. What are your thoughts on addiction? And, like, people who... Well, let's just start with addiction. Well, I definitely think, like, with any vice or... Like you've got, you've got a a scale, like a rating of like where you, like a spectrum of where you may fall. You have closeted addicts that, you know, are functional and, you know, don't show signs of addiction and they're really well maintained. And then you've got people on the high end of the spectrum that are you know, hot mess. And you can clearly tell that something's, you know, off or that they're using a substance or a vice of some sort. But I definitely think that, like, especially like in this book, showing the realities of rehabilitating an addiction, and like, how much hard work that that takes, and like, what type of commitment it needs, and the type of people that you need to surround yourself with to make it successful was really impactful because like it was clear that like Cal had failed attempts mm-hmm. at rehab and had failed attempts to like kick his addiction and he just kind of gave up to the point where he was like I can just be a functioning alcoholic like if I can just I think there was like a scene in the book where he talks about like I'm supposed to be the fun brother. I'm supposed to be the brother that like turns on the charm and like the carefree go-to, you know, happy person. And he's like, instead of just kicking my addiction and taking it seriously, I can just be that person. I can just live in that bubble where 
it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. or it's manageable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very real for a lot of people who may struggle with addiction. And I can't speak from experience Mm -hmm. um, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I have addictive behaviors, but not to things like drugs. And I mean, like I buy books Mm -hmm. and books that I don't read. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, we all have that, that thing that gives us that little euphoric high of like, I need this and I want to do that. But just like seeing that journey and like, he needed to do it for himself. Yes. But he needed to surround himself. Right. But he needed to surround himself with people that like could make him realize that. And like, that's who Alana and Kimmy were like, he's not do. I like that. He didn't say like, I'm doing this for you. Right. Like I'm getting better. But he said like, I'm going so Mm -hmm. I can start living Mm -hmm. and I want to live that life with you. Yeah. And so like it made like these people make him realize that he needs to get clean. He needs to get sober, but now he's willing to do it for himself. Like, I love that entire storyline of like, they're basically childhood. I don't want to say they're like childhood friends to lovers because it's more like teenage friends to lovers, but like the entire stuff with like the dock and the dares and like, I dare you to live and like, Cal gets the dock renovated and she's very upset that that plank with all their little mm-hmm. tally marks is gone. He's like, just kidding. I saved it. Like I can never get rid of that. It's like those little moments that make him like live. It's like those moments where he is so human with his addiction. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Cause it was just so well written because that final time that he goes it's like yeah like just wait for me like I'm doing this for me but like like can you like can you wait for me and like I felt like that was a little bit selfish yeah for him to say that but at the same time I felt like it was like something that an addict would say like Mm -hmm. that selfish Mm -hmm. mentality like it just shows that he is recovering. Like he hasn't, he didn't go from like worst book boyfriend of the year to best boyfriend. Like, Oh, three pages in I'm clean and sober. And now we can live happily ever after. Like it was like 500 pages of like Cal putting in work. And I like that we saw that like up until that point, like that final little declaration of love, like just wait for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, even like at that moment, you're like, oh, you were so close, but you still have those little tendencies of mm-hmm. trash person. That was very selfish, but you'll get there. So honestly, I don't, well, I'm kind of like both sides of the coin. It took me a really long time to learn that addiction is a disease and not a choice because like I have grown up around it and I'm like, um, the way I have seen it and grew up with like, I just couldn't imagine like doing that to someone else or to myself, blah, blah, blah. So honestly, the whole um, addiction of life is very hard. And like, like I said, I have like some genetics about it um, that I try to be self-aware of, which is so great for me. But yeah, addiction is hard. Addiction is hard on the person. Addiction is hard for the people that they the 
the people that they care about, the people that care about them, the people that care about them. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, like I said, I really like how Lauren pinned it because it was very soft, very sweet, but it was also very, very empathetic. And also it showed like the degrees of a recovering addictor. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> addict? <laughs> you were close. <laughs> a recovering addict. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, There's a few extra syllables in there. So yeah, um, I was also hella triggered by that, obviously, because it was some stuff that I grew up with. And I don't think the love of my life, Lauren, put that in like a trigger warning. Like I just, like I knew Cal needed to get sober and everything, but like everything that went with it and like him showing up dr or drinking at the party, I was just like, oh. Well, and I, I agree. When you say like the trigger warning, that's one thing that like none of these books Mm -hmm. had trigger warnings written in them they all had phenomenal dedications <laughs> and the dedications all I don't want to say the fine print dedication was fantastic but what was it the final print one was the one where it says to the girls who dream of meeting a prince but end up falling for the misunderstood villain mm. but the other two kind of reference reference trigger warnings but they're not a trigger warning so like terms and conditions is to anyone fighting an invisible battle i see you and then the final offers is to everyone who has been underestimated i hope you prove everyone wrong including yourself okay i get that what was the connection with terms and conditions who does she see i think the the invisible battle is declan's like not being able to communicate gotcha. like him having to have like special words gotcha. oh, and, like, gotcha. yeah I, I feel like him That's feeling cool. invisible like as a kid like being very shy so it's like that kind of like that's very like this one's kind of like very grief stricken and the other one's kind of very like uphill battle so like i do appreciate sentimental dedications like that but i do think like a trigger warning page well, like, in, oh, I forget her name, but she's one of my favorites. I'm in love with her. She's a hottie, but she's an author. And I saw it like on the copyright page. And I don't know if it's because I'm a writer as well, but I dead ass read every page of every book. So I saw it on the copy. No, not Lauren. This is someone else. Okay. Um, she, that's how she did it for her book. And she just did it on the copyright page and said, content warning, this, this, and this. And I was like, bet. Yeah. Like, I was so well, I was so much better well-prepared than just going into it blind. Yeah, I don't think these ones have anything on the copyright pages. No. no. But I do, I do appreciate Miss Lauren, Miss Lauren, I would clap. I would hug you if I saw you. I do appreciate. I saw a book Bonanza. I was like, I want a hug. I do appreciate any book that has a playlist. Yes, we love playlists. And I love when they're included in the book. Mm -hmm. I love that. Even points when I can like scan it into Spotify. Yes. I feel like more books that I'm reading lately have playlists. All of my books will have playlists. I think that is such a nice little um, gift, I guess, to the readers. The first book playlist I ever saw was a Penelope Douglas book. And I was like hooked on that, like 
aesthetic of life. So I'm just going to do that for every book I ever write. <laughs> yeah, I just, I absolutely think that that is like just a sweet little personal touch that authors, like you always have like the acknowledgements at the end of the book or like about the authors, but like having that little playlist that was made by the author and it like, that's the mood for the book. Right. I just think that's top tier. I still, I'm gonna um, link my playlist for my book. I still listen to my playlist. Like it bangs in my unpopular opinion. And I love that because it kind of shows like what headspace that you were in mm-hmm. and emulating when writing the book. Mm-hmm. But it also gives the reader a zone to be in when they read the book. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think some people don't understand when I tell people I'm a reader. <sighs> I mean, you know how that must feel when I tell people like I read, I don't think they understand that it's like a whole mood. Mm -hmm. It's like what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, where I'm reading at, like the setting, the sounds, the text in front of me, if it's a Kindle, if it's print, you know, if it's a light, like that entire ambience is it's so important to me. And so like having that playlist, yeah, it's just, it takes the book to a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Linking music with reading gives me so much joy. It releases so much. Yeah. I'm dead. So many endorsements to my book playlist. No big deal. Um, okay. So obviously these kids were like, rich, grew up rich, blah, blah, blah. And then they got an inheritance. What is your thought process on inheritances? Like, I wish I had one. I do too. But since I don't, I'm bitter and it makes me upset. I just, I just, I don't know. I feel like if you, if you are in a place where you are well off enough to leave your next of kin I won't always say it's not always going to be like your kids like people choose to be childless so respect them Mm -hmm. so it's like you're whoever you're leaving this inheritance to you know like if you're well off enough to do it I mean do it like trust funds and inheritances or college funds or whatever you know people want to save up for I mean I don't have any special qualms other than the fact that I don't physically have one um college fund yes house fund maybe but just like buku's amount of money to give to someone no especially like obviously all these kids kind of sort of not really cal um were like involved within the company so like cal and declan or declan and rowan sure wouldn't give cal three cents I can see that. Like, I, like, uh-uh. I'm not a fan of just giving money away. Like, you're going to have to show the work or something. Yeah, I felt like Cal was like, I don't know, maybe there was a missed opportunity there to make him, like, more of a billionaire and not just, like, a recovering addict I don't know how I want to say that because like I guess I'm comparing it so I'm reading through I think it's Megan Quinn's series right now 
I read one of their, her books for in March and I'm currently reading like the second one. So not meant to be. And it's about like billionaire brothers, I guess. And like the one brother in the series, like he's a part of the company, but he's like, he's only like the face of the company. Like he's the fun going, like he has to go to the events and he has to put on the show because like one brother's like the numbers guy, the business guy. One's like the guy who actually like sits in the boardroom and like does the stuff. And then this brother's just like, I'm just the face. Like I'm just the pretty smile. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm kind of comparing it to that where like maybe Cal could have had like more of a, a role in the company rather than just like helping out Iris when she can't type, even though we love that. Right. Um, but like, it didn't really feel like he did anything with the company other than sitting in on a few meetings right and like something happened with alana he was like why don't you use our app and she's like because this this and this and he was like they don't use our app because this this and this and it was you know i was like yeah yeah so yeah moral of the story i'm not just gonna give away money that's that's psychotic but whatever to each their own i also don't have money to give (laughs) which is also the problem i think like deep down in my loins if i had well like from how i was raised if like my book pops off and i get like millions of dollars i'm not going to go buy a tom ford suit I do not have that rich mentality of buying things more than $20. (laughs) Like that's your cap. You're like, oh no, that's way too expensive for me. If it's more than $20, I have to sit and think because you know, these GD hard books are like $26, $27. And I like have to budget for it. Like, no. I know it's bad. So yes, I would love with my rich that I can just buy a $26 book, but I honestly don't think I'm the kind of person who would come into money and just like spend it or, you know, I mean, it will be spent. Like I need a new car, this, that, and the other, but it, I'm not buying a $6,000. I want that to be perfect. I mean, you wouldn't be but I think that also like comes from the fact that like if I fell into a bunch of money as somebody who came from like a standard like middle class working family like I had the things that I needed growing up I didn't want for much but I also didn't like have like for example my mom wasn't taking me to Abercrombie I was going to Aeropostale but I had the shit that I needed right and so like coming from that middle-class family that had access to things I needed, I didn't struggle. I don't, if I fell into money, I can't unlive those experiences. Right. So it's like, I would still be like that with my money. Yeah. Like if I fell into like, I mean, we were just talking about like winning the lottery recently. Yeah. Like if, what I do, if I won the lottery, it's like, well, first I got to pay off my student loan and then I'm going to yeah. look at my house financing. Like realistically, but people who come from money and right. fall into inheritance, it's like, they don't know any different. Yeah. That's why like, I personally love the celebrities who are like, no, I'm not giving so-and-so 
an inheritance or a trust fund, like I worked, they're going to work. Like I find that to be so much more admirable than just giving money. Yeah. Or like using money to open, open doors for other people to like make connections. Mm -hmm. Like instead of being like, Hey, I'm going to do this for you. Cause I'm going to throw money at it. Mm-hmm. They're just like going to make it happen. But like using money to like open the door for a window of opportunity to allow somebody to walk in on their own and to like take that path independently. Like I'm all for that. Also, like when will that ever, like how does, what age is that? I show when and give it to an 18 year old. That's another thing. Like, um, like these kids joining the NBA, getting all this money and they just like, spend it on the stupidest stuff in my unpopular opinion. But anyway, I can talk about money and how much I hate that I don't have it and other people do <laughs> until I'm blue in the face. So what do you end on with the final offer, the Dreamland Billionaire series, Lauren Asher, all of the above? I think the reason I like, so final thoughts all together is I gave every book five stars. Oh, oh you want to hear my little note? You want to hear my little note? Journal. <laughs> I gave five four stars. I said, trigger warning addiction. It ran long, wasn't completely enthralled since Declan's book because it's Declan, but good nonetheless. Um, I, <laughs> I wrote, and I'll hold it up because people can't see us, so I'll let you see it. But it says five plus infinity stars. Wow. <laughs> I'm so excited. And then it says, OMG, I would do every dare. <laughs> um, and for the people who can't see like my reading journal, I promise I don't give every book like those glowing recommendations because the book right underneath of that got four stars. But the, the comment is boring, but sad. Boring, but sad. And it got four stars? Because the ending was really good. Like, the ending made the book, like, it brought me tears to my eyes. It was a beautiful ending. Um, But yeah, so comments like boring, but sad. I promise not every book gets a glowing. I think that you should keep up this reading journal. Okay. (laughs) Uh, riddle me this of uh, Declan, Rowan, and Cal. Which one is most like Brett, your husband? Ooh, ooh. Okay, I think he'd probably be a combination of Rowan and Cal. Yeah, because so my husband's a like online resource content creator for like um, like a, a large company. And so he has that like creative, like mindset where he's got to like create things for other people to use. And he's really good at it. And he, he enjoys what he does. Um, So I can see that side of Rowan in him, but I think he's really funny. I always joke with him that he never laughs at my jokes. I think I'm hilarious, (laughs) but he thinks I am not funny, Mm -hmm. but I think he's funny. So, like, I see a lot of the quirks that Cal has. I see that in, like, some of the little, like, like, the way he interacts with, like, 
Declan and Iris, like some of those like quick yeah. wits. Like yeah. he has a lot of those one-liner types. Yeah. Um, he's definitely not like Declan. No. no. <laughs> so who would Nick be? Nick is definitely Cal because specifically Cal was like, oh, I just love being surrounded by family and not talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And that is um, it to a T. Like, I'm like, we'll be with my family or whatever. And Nick's just sitting in the corner by himself. And like, my mom is like, is he okay? Is he having fun? Blah, blah, blah. And then um, on the way home, I'm like, what you think? And he said, he's just like, oh, it was great. It had such a good time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, he just needs to sit by himself and take it all in. Just like Cal does. Well, like, and I, I feel, because I was going to bring this up, like, for final thoughts on the final offer is I see my personality so much in Cal, Mm. like the way, so like I'm looking at a very specific at the end of his book when the, um, when they're like interacting with his dad about like his portion, like his letter at the end and Cal like, there's not enough time to think about their dad. Cal gives his vote yeah like with like the other voters mm-hmm. and he's like it's basically like I know my vote is a toss away and I would rather just fuck with my father for one last time mm-hmm. and then at the end he's like kill them with kindness mom always says and I hope my father drops dead because of it I'm like yeah I love that I love that motto like kill them with kindness and if you really don't like them just drop dead from it mm-hmm. I hope so hard that their dad would be better get better yeah no no nope. I don't even wish that for him he was a trash character but I understood I understood his role through the plot yeah, yeah for sure um okay what are, you said you're currently reading Megan Quinn yes I am trying really hard to get my TBR down by the end of the year I want like the Amazon books that I shelved to be empty so I'm reading a book by Jodi Picoult I think that's how you pronounce her name I don't know if you'll ever read her but she is such a boss I fucking love her books um and yeah this book I'm reading is taking over my entire personality which is not a good thing because it's it's a crazy awesome book but you are a much you are a much more well-rounded reader than I am like you read a more wide variety of genres and authors than I do yeah I guess that's true I I stick to like a certain yeah niche of categories and like not that I haven't branched out but like sometimes I just like I just remember a few summers ago I don't even remember it was last summer or the summer before. I read The Midnight Library um, by, is it Matt? What's his last name? Starts with an H. Anyway, I read it and it was just like, everybody raved about how good it was Mm -hmm. and how it was like kind of like transformative and this idea of like the afterlife and like living out multiple threads of your life. Like if you would have made a different choice, what would this thread have looked like? And it was supposed to be, highly aspirational I was like it's so boring yeah that's just so about anxious people did you hear or read about that yeah it was 
all the hype and i was like really this is what the fuck it is but what? i just feel like every time i pick up a book that people are like it was so good it was so well read and i just loved it it's a new york times bestseller and and people love them and they rave about them and then i read it i'm like this book is boring there was no action there was no romance there was no daggers or wars no i just dragons. there was no dragons or men with wings <laughs> like how boring like what are you guys reading this is old people stuff like I don't want to read that yeah but um, even like common romance yeah. like bores me like just a yeah. plain like run-of-the-mill yeah romance it's just not fun yeah I feel like it's more sore. yeah how many books have you read this year 42 so far of 90 Okay, I'm at 43, so I'm right about there with you. Of and I feel many? like I could have read more. Of how many? Um, I think my goal this year is only 60. But last year I made my goal 60 and I read like 80 some books. So. Right, yeah. I, I, I said 90, but I hope to get 100. We're going to finish with a this or that summer edition. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. Ice cream or popsicle? Ice cream. Popsicle. Tropical trip or camping trip? Tropical. Yes. Ocean or pool? Oh, pool. Same. Yeah. Bikini or a one piece? You know what? If I have to pick between those two, I'm going with the one piece because it has these cute little cutouts on the side. They just, they're really cute. I'm really into one pieces right now. Strawberries or watermelon? Watermelon. Strawberries, but okay. Um, summer reading list or summer playlist? Have you even made a summer playlist? Actually, I have multiple. So I have to go summer playlist. Um, reading list, Avi. Um, straw hat or straw bag? Bag. Same. Oh, wait, no. All the more better. The hat. <laughs> All the better to carry items with. Yeah. Anything I can carry things in. Summer fling or a long-term love? The idea of a summer fling, like pre-married like single Olivia. Summer fling, absolutely. Summer fling. Fun in the sun. Yeah. What did you pick? Summer fling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sandals or barefoot? Barefoot. Exactly. Okay, I have to say this story because I was low-key peeved. Um, the bathroom in my building is like right across from my office. It's like six and a half steps. So I have on socks, but I did not have on my sandals, my little slide on sandals, but I have on socks. Let that be no. I'm not trifling. I just don't like wearing shoes. I don't even like wearing pants. Anyway, more of the story is that I walk my six and a half steps to the bathroom, use the bathroom, leave, use the bathroom, wash my hands, leave. And when I'm coming out, these, this guy and this girl is behind me and he like stops and he can't whisper. And he's like, she doesn't have on shoes. And I was like, because he's a cigarette smoker. So I'm like, who's really doing damage here, sir? Well, that's, that's my rant of the day. Um, okay. Outdoor movie or outdoor concert? Concert. Correct. Sun bleached hair. <laughs> it's a this or that. It's not a right or wrong. 
correct when uh, it's the same as mine. Okay. So correct in life. Um, sun bleached hair or freckles? Oh, I would love to have freckles. I don't have any, but I would love to have freckles. I, my main character in my book, Tatum, she has freckles and she's a black girl. And I love black girls with freckles. And Nick has freckles, but he's white, but his are really cute. But yeah, I love freckles. More I would just love to have a few little freckles on my face. And then last but not least, sundress or shorts? Sundress. Duh, I literally just said I don't like wearing pants. Um, okay, we're done. We did it. This is going to be long. I hope everyone listens the entire Because <laughs> we have good things to talk about. Well, I like when we talk about books and it rolls over into real life because it kind of yeah. makes us more human. That is the entire scope of I just read this book, the podcast. Like, yes, we love books, but like, I don't know if it's just me, but like, I like think about myself when I read books. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like, it's reading is very, 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 um, it brings so much awareness, I think. So yeah. That's how these questions came about. I had to look at myself and see how I feel about certain things and how I would react and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what- No, like I totally respect that because there are so many types of readers and I think there's always like this stigma of like the types of books that people enjoy reading that people don't realize that people read for a variety of different reasons and the things that we choose to read are based off of like our life experiences and like where we're at like what chapter of our life we're in and so like that's like that's like very real for a lot of people and I don't think that sometimes people take that into like consideration yeah that's like the whole essence of this podcast because I remember I would, my mom would be like oh did you see this story did you see this story and I'd be like that sounds like a book I just read so <laughs> so yeah I, you could say I saw it <laughs> yeah it all comes around full circle so everybody gets their inspiration from somewhere literally but obviously Olivia I always appreciate you coming on I was literally so excited I was like it's been too long we need well episode I will end your episode by asking you one final question oh gosh I know I'm gonna catch you off guard here are you gonna dabble in the dark romance yeah I want to read Haunting Adeline I just haven't gotten it yet okay yeah we'll we'll circle back for that yeah yeah for sure okay I'm just curious because you are such a happy ever after person but I also like romantic suspense where she kills him so mm-hmm. I think the problem I think the pro the only problem will be that the guy is doing bad things like if the to the girl or something like that like if it's the girl doing it then I'm like whatever get it girl but if it's the guy I'm like oh no fuck this that's not possible um okay Olivia thank you obviously I love 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 when you're here I can't wait to have you back again I'm like so proud of you and Emily and your um bookstagram follow them at pair this book with with (laughs) yeah on Instagram, pair this book with, they are popping off. So hop on it before you're left behind and you only know them as like famous bookstagrammers instead of just like lowly people like you and me, you know? So 
I will put that in the description as well as um, the little link where you can subscribe to my newsletter because it's the first one is coming out in July and it is so special because only the subscribers get the information. So if you're not subscribing, you just will never know. <laughs> that was very suspenseful. Okay. So thank you for listening. And we will meet again on Thursday, July 27th with Bring Me Back by B.A. Paris and Jamie. Jamie has been here before and she will be here again as long as she does her summer reading. Like Jamie's like, oh, I'm not reading right now. And I'm like, what does that mean? How do you do that? I can never be that kind of person. I don't, I don't know what that's like. Me neither. Like, I literally have three books on me at all times, just in case. But anyway, happy summer, happy pride. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs>